from the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the Jack and Spike Show. Welcome back to the Jack and Spike Show. Biden's legal team wanted the, the Justice Department to reconsider their classification. They might be a little mentally slow. It's a little unusual there, Mr. O'Neill. Bobby Kennedy, he's got to apologize for a commercial. What? That's a little unusual. But you know what's not unusual? Mr. John Curley. Oh. Tuesday. How are you, sir? Hello, it's it's good to be here. Hello, Spike. Hiya, John. I hadn't heard much from you in the last hour, so I didn't know if you're still there. I'm here, buddy. John is very critical. <laughs> Every time I talk to John about the show, he says, This is what this is my number one note that I always get from John. Because I go to John for input on the show because mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I trust John's opinion on, on media and broadcasting. I don't know why. And okay. so I go, I go, John, what what you listen to a segment? He goes, Yeah, I've heard a couple of segments. I said what do, you, what do you think about the show? Because John's like one of my favorite people on God's green earth, and I, I live for his approval. And oh, God. he says he says to me every every time we talk, he goes, Spike's not talking a whole lot. It sounds it's a lot of you and not a lot of O'Neill. Yeah. And I go, yeah. And he goes, you might want to ask him a question or two, maybe once an hour. <laughs> Let him say something on a radio show. There for you. <laughs> Thank you, John. I'm All paid right. by the word, yeah. though, so I don't think management wants me to talk too yeah. much. Uh, yeah. Speaking yeah, of yeah. somebody who's paid by the mm. word, by the way, yes. Donald Trump said he once told a NATO ally to pay its share or he'd encourage Russia to do what it wanted. We have the audio on this, Jacob, as you're eating. Mm-hmm. What is this, chicken thighs? You bulking up? What are you doing? What are you, what are you eating? Do you want me to play the cut? Or you I, no, go ahead. Oh, play man, the cut. Just if your mouth pay and we're attacked by Russia... Will you protect us? I said, you didn't pay? You're delinquent? He said, yes, let's say that happened. No, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. You got to pay. So that's a little mob boss, right? Hey, nice country you got there. Be a shame if somebody uh, <laughs> something would happen to that country. They might want to pay up, right? So. You know, John, it's weird when I when I hear stuff like this. I know that it sounds yeah. really rah rah to the MAGA base. I know that it sounds like a big old tough guy coming in, but then you actually look at you know law and you go, yeah, coercing people into paying you, otherwise you're not going to help them. That's that's not what the NATO alliance is all about, right? It's kind of it's kind of rough to hear a world potential world leader leader say that, John. I'm just curious what mm-hmm. your read of it is. Uh, two points. One, Donald Trump, you can take the guy out of New York, but you can't take New York out of the guy. Mm-hmm. So this is his tough guy. Whether he said it or not, who knows? But he's always been going after these guys. Somebody's declared bankruptcy seven times. <laughs> I've got a friend of mine that develops in New York City, and he's talking about how Donald Trump used to stiff everybody all the time. He's like, sue me. You don't like it? Sue me. So he's a, a tough guy, and he says that because he can't stand that people aren't paying their 3% or 2% to, to NATO. And I think only a third of them are supposed to pay. Only a third of them are meeting their bills. So he blasts away. Listen, the reason you're hearing about this now is because the media, he's been saying crazy stuff for the Mm -hmm. last nine months. Last nine years. (laughs) But especially the last nine months, the media has basically gone silent on this. Now you'll start to hear more and more. I think he said that a while ago, but now it starts coming out. You'll start to see more of a pattern of the media releasing more of Donald Trump's kind of wild, you know, nutty ideas. That's a good thing, though, right? Yeah, because this makes me think, if he's this nutty, why do I want him with his finger on the nuclear? It's the same reason why I'm like, I don't want Joe Biden's finger on the nuclear button. Why Now, I certainly don't want Donald Trump's. Right. So it, it puts me in a very awkward position where I where people tell me, 
how great he is. And people tell me that he'll be the greatest president, you know, when he comes back, when he's elected a third time to the presidency. But then when the stuff that he actually says, I go, ooh, uh, I don't know if that's really in your like, John, if you were going around talking about how you wanted to. Oh, I don't know. Hire a mob boss to make it take a hit out on your neighbor. I might start mm-hmm. to question the quality of your character. Do you know what I mean? Well, it's very similar to right Nixon and Kissinger. Kissinger's moment with Nixon and said, China is deeply concerned. The world is deeply concerned. They think you're crazy. Mm. And Nixon said, yeah, let them think I'm nuts to know that at any minute I might do something. It kept everybody guessing. And the same thing, the madman uh, theory that Trump used, which was this guy's completely unpredictable. He could do anything. He could shut off nuclear weapons. This guy, we don't know what this guy's going to do. Let's not test him. You know, so for four years, you didn't really have anybody test the United States. The way they're testing them now. So, you know, I guess he continues with this sort of stuff. But he's not going to fire off nuclear weapons. And that uh, my point is the media makes more of this. Now, as we head towards the the final turn of the uh, for the uh, primaries and then, I guess, for the presidential elections coming up, you'll see more and more of it come out. At least one or two of these kinds of wild hairball things out of Trump's throat uh, every every week. <laughs> Cough up a hairball that I like. I love that analogy. Hey, so let me ask you this, John. Uh, nah, Sen- yeah. Senator Marco Rubio. Wait, John, just say no. Every time Spike prepares. <laughs> no, no, Spike. Let me, let me ask you this question. And you wonder why I'm not on more than one minute an hour. <laughs> Marco Rubio, yes. Go ahead, buddy. Yes. So, you know, so his defense of this comment from – and Trump made this comment last weekend at a rally. Um, yeah. And Rubio says, well, he doesn't talk like a traditional politician. Um, is that necessarily a good thing? Shouldn't there be a standard – of of political decorum from a, from an elected official when speaking on a global stage to a potential nuclear power who has just invaded another country. Uh, that's why people like him because he doesn't talk like a regular politician, right? Yeah, but that's, what, that's what I'm nasty. saying. Is is that a should good thing? there be? Should there be? I mean, what do you want him to say? You know, what what is it that you always believe that standard politicians, uh, you know, that the U.S. will keep, the US will tr- keep its commitments. Well, we are. We're paying more than anybody else. Why doesn't it, why doesn't uh, why don't other why doesn't France pay their two percent? Why are they below? Why are we covering the weight for two? Yeah, for, I think UK is up, but I think France doesn't pay theirs, and a few others that don't that's, pay theirs. That's as well. all valid. In the two percent. Right. That's all valid. So what we're talking about, just so I can frame it for people, is that everybody's supposed to chip in a certain amount to of the, their GDP, uh, uh, right? So some countries is up to five percent, right? Is the idea behind it, right? So, but. Most countries can't afford that because it's unbelievably expensive. So they do one or two, and then they basically take out loans from the United States to do the rest, or they write what's otherwise a very official IOU at some point in time in the future. So everybody was so happy when uh, NATO 20 years ago, when we all went to go fight the terrorists, and Sweden showed up, and Germany showed up using weapons that we paid for so that they could have for their own national defense. Do you know what I'm saying? So this is a big kind of money game. And I understand what Trump is, is saying here, which is that he's tired of these countries basically getting all this stuff for free and then not paying when they say we can't pay. Was it? Well, of course you can, because we offset the cost by giving giving you all these sweet weapons. Right. So if you look at some of the countries and you say, well, they have a stronger social safety net. Yes, because they don't pay as much for defense. So we pay more in defense. You got to spread the money around these other countries. uh have laws that say they must have a balanced budget. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> you have to have a, I mean, 
<laughs> so they look at the end of the year, they don't have enough money. They're like, sorry, we got to cut something. We'll cut, we'll cut the money to NATO. So they're not car- Trump got a few more to kick in a few more bucks. And I think he was sitting there. It's a famous piece. He's sitting there with all the NATO leaders and he's like, you need to pay more. You need to pay yours. You're a deadbeat. You're a deadbeat. He's going down the line, you know, doing the old sort of apprentice move on everybody. So. Listen, he's a, you know, he doesn't speak quietly, but carry a big stick. He just, he speaks loudly and swings around a giant McDonald's rhymes hamburger. With, <laughs> rhymes, with, rhymes with stick. All right. So, uh, Bobby or Bobby Kennedy, so Thanks. I want to say Bobby Kennedy Thanks, came out and he, uh, he had that awful commercial. Did you see this commercial, John? Did you watch the Super Bowl or were you busy auctioneering or whatever it is that you do? I didn't, I doing didn't push-ups? watch the Super Bowl. I felt like an, uh, an atheist on Christmas. I just wasn't <laughs> doing the whole thing. I didn't care about either one of the teams. I don't care about Usher. I didn't care about the well, commercial. I heard your wife would bad. wake you up for the commercials. Is that true, John? Yes, that was really nice. Right as I was falling into REM. <laughs> sleep oh, oh here's one here's one and i don't even know i don't i know no pop culture reference so i'm just like who's that guy who's that who's that i was like my dad watching mtv back in the 80s who's that madonna who's that michael jackson everybody black was michael jackson everybody white was madonna I'm like dad that's not madonna oh, i don't know who these people are I well, I didn't know who anybody was. So all the like, oh, crazy reference. Wow, there's a cameo by somebody famous. Who's that? Nick's like, oh, my God, never mind. Go back to sleep. So Bobby Kennedy had this commercial where he basically yes. took his uncle's campaign commercial and some footage of his uh, father and his uncle, and then he cut himself into it. It was a very well-produced piece of media because it looked very real. And unfortunately, it's incredibly distasteful dude, because it's a deeply uncomfortable to watch if given the circumstances of both of their deaths and also what he's attempting to do. John, you and I have never talked about Bobby Kennedy. What's your read of, of Bobby? Because to me, he's just one of the most insane people I've ever had the displeasure of having to listen to talk. I know him. What? Robert Kennedy Jr.? You know Bobby Kennedy J- Jr.? I used to raise money for water keepers, and I got a chance to hang out with him a couple, about three years in a row at uh, Park City. Did he, yeah. did he tell you about how uh, Wi-Fi breaks the blood-brain barrier, which is a feat that has never been replicated in science one time? Isn't that amazing? He has a, he has a couple of wild, crazy ideas out there. Some of the stuff I do like that he says. Um, you mean like but- how he wants to take away everybody's guns? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how about that? He said right. some. He yeah. said some. He's Not a, everything. Or, uh, you know, that's always – or also, you know, he's been a big proponent of universal health care for a really long time. So he's a big advocate for Obamacare. That's the thing I like about Bobby Kennedy. He's Obama, always, Obamacare is not universal health care. No, but, but, anyway. he, no, but he, he most certainly is, is on the side of the working man because that's what he wants, right? I, I mm-hmm. think that Bobby Kennedy got the wool over everybody's eyes because he was so anti-vax. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. you actually look at what policies he wants and he's – wants to take away your guns and he's all about redistribution programs so a bunch of people i feel like got bivouacked o'neill mm-hmm. well he had to apologize to the kennedy family because they like jack said he brought in imagery and uh, political campaign but, footage but from, his, from his uncle and his dad it wasn't him no it wasn't him it was a pack yeah. was a super pack yeah. for the independent Which voters is, when you look at it's really interesting how those packs work. So they raise all the money. They're really not allowed to talk to the candidate, which is whether that's true or not. Right. I don't know. They can't coordinate. But they, right. they, they, they can't coordinate. So do they run an ad without telling the candidate? Because at the end, they make the distinction this way. You know, I'm Mitt Romney and I proved to this message. That's mm-hmm. that. But at the end of those pack things, it's, you know, paid for by the, you know, super pack. Blah, 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 and they run that thing at the end. So he could then go, I didn't know who's going to do it. I'm sorry to my family. I would never approve that. That's not something I would allow happen, which I cannot believe 
that they don't talk to one another because you could put something out there and then you have to do what you know Kennedy did, which is like, sorry about that, bad move, sorry everybody. It, it's 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 unfortunate for the candidate. If you want to help the candidate, why wouldn't you? have them sort of be aware of what was coming. You think there's too much money in politics, John? I mean, you know, are you think Citizens United was, was beneficial or detrimental? What's too much money, right? Do they spend well, more I mean, money to advertise? A, a four-year campaign is too much, I think. <laughs> Which is yeah, kind of where I we agree. are these days, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, it, do it like the U.K., but, you know, how much money is spent all together? What is it, $100 billion or something like that? I think we spend that amount of money to advertise Snickers bars. So, you know, what's the value of it? If you shortened up the election uh, season, as they do in the U.K., you might get less money in or there. Or even but in Spain. Have- I think Spain's like 90 days or something like that. Yeah. It's very short. I, I, hate, I hate when you have an issue, like or whatever state it is, and outside money from outside of, say, Pennsylvania comes in and just floods a market with campaign advertising. And they really dictate who wins and loses. And they have no interest in the state whatsoever. They're just It's a numbers game within the party. Yeah, not always. You can't always buy every single election. If you could, Michael Bloomberg would have done better. Yeah. So not, money doesn't always buy it, but it does come in. It pours in from outside and tries to push people one way or the other. But that's just the way it's supposed to go. I got, a great, I got a great idea, John. Tell me what you think about this. Mm. We, right. we we do this thing where it, we run a campaign. It's a survey that said, would you be swayed by a 30-second or 60-second political ad? And if you answer yes, you don't get to vote anymore forever for the rest of your life. <laughs> Ooh, I like if, you are, wow. if you are persuaded by a 60-second ad paid for by Americans for Change or whatever it is, you don't get to vote anymore. That's the litmus test. And the test is, is that you should have known that it was a test in the first place and you should have said no – but now we voted yes, so now you don't get to All vote. All of a sudden, your card doesn't work. That's exactly. funny. Yeah, your voting card just not, not working. That's what I as, Try as bending you, it. Yeah. As it gets, we get closer and closer into June and July and August. As you see the ads turn negative, do you know why they run negative ads? Because it sticks. Negative, it, negative ads get inside your head and good, good news bounces off. Right. There's part of that. Plus, negative ads suppress turnout. Oh, because at a certain point, the person goes, oh, my God, I'm so sick of this. A pox on both their houses. It is a way of pushing the voter that was thinking about voting, might vote, might not vote, missed the last election. It takes those people that get so sick of the whole thing. I don't even want to be involved. That's why you see so many negative ads. You are suppressing. The base is going to be there. It's the extra turnout, the undecided, the independents. Those are the ones you do not want going to the polls. So when you see a negative ad, it's they're trying to stop you from voting. Spike, is your is your chair squeaking right now? No, What's that no, noise? I don't, I don't know what that is. It's is is that your phone? Be, Are you no, texting? No, What's no, that? no, no. There's something going on. That might on. have been me. I I haven't. I got a little oil can problem. I haven't oiled <laughs> my can, my oil can. I'm hearing like a I'm hearing like a squeaky noise or something like that. Is Jacob? Is this you? Is this your? It's Jacob. Have you, Jacob. Are you chewing yeah. again? He's no, chewing. That's, it's that's his okay. So just so everybody knows, behind the scenes, I'm gonna John Steinbeck this for you, John, because this is Jacob has a bag. It looks like a a freezer size bag that has. The amount of chicken in it that Chris Helmsworth was eating when he was bulking up for the the movie Thor. Mm. Oh, fat Thor? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And I'm watching Jacob now eat out of that delicious bag. The chicken looks amazing. I'm glad you feel that way. What's wafting over to me, because we have the AC on, because we have to keep the temperature really low, otherwise Spike starts aging rapidly, is is just the delicious smell of chicken is wafting over to me as I'm trying to pay, pay attention to John. 
but yeah. I can't because I'm eyeballing this chicken. <laughs> I'm distracting you with. I'm looking my... at that chicken and I'm just like, mmm, mmm, dang, Jacob. <laughs> my... He's got some of that just spread around right now. That's some amazing wow. looking chicken. My sister held a Super Bowl party and I went and then I took leftovers home with me and that is. It's probably dangerous. I don't know. This is, we're now we're now two days out from the Super Bowl. So. John, what's your verdict on this? Eating in the studio is the patron saint of Cairo Radio. What's your verdict on this, my friend? I'm all for it. And because it's so cold, it's since it's, it's so, so cold, cold in there. Yeah. You get to hang a giant we have, we have rocky. Meat. Yeah, yeah. Get a big rocky, ro- a big rocky side of beef hanging, hanging in here. Yeah. I will say, yes. John, uh, there's. I can show Jack and Spike a video later of John spilling coffee all over the buttons in the studio. Right. And then what did I do? What as a team player? What shirt. did I do? He took he off his shirt. his shirt to, to sop up the liquid. This, well, that's when the donations went through the roof, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so I occasionally will see John and, and Sherry's show on the live stream as I'm walking out of Cairo Radio Studios because we play it in the lobby. And what I will see mm. more often than not is John Curley putting something into his mouth. Generally, it's like oats or something like that. And he's uh, eating while Sherry is talking. And then this... And he's, triscuits. Triscuits, I was going to say. That was gonna, <laughs> and then whistling. Which yeah. is the most dangerous cracker to right. eat. Oh, absolutely. It's like so dry. And I'm like... I live on the edge. I'm like a base jumper. Right. And so, John choking on a triscuit at the end of the show. Yeah, can we, can we play that audio of John choking? Yeah, let's... No, you. what? Thank you, well. Did I? Guys! Oh, no. Oh, no. Just shouting for wait, 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 John's wait, wait, misery. Wait, wait. Let's let's hear it. Let's yeah, hear it. Just hear it here. All right. Mm. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Take a drink. Take a drink. Stop! Don't eat another one. Don't eat another one. Take a drink. John, this is like this is like the the Russian roulette scene from Deer Hunter. Seriously, You're just like playing not like good. two play crackers. What the hell? What the hell? Best part. Best part here. Best part. Best part. Not good. Triscuit's not good for live radio. Yeah. Wow. What a revelation. Jeez, there goes my Triscuit endorsement John, deal. What are Thanks. you doing to yourself, my friend? Living on the edge, my friend. There you go. Living on my edge. Yeah. Thank you so much, Mr. Curley. We appreciate it. Thank you. Hope everybody learned something. I certainly did. I certainly bye, did. Bye, guys. Bye, buddy. You can listen to Mr. Curley every Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 right here on Cairo Radio. And occasionally you can watch the live stream where you can watch John eat. It's amazing. It's like he times it perfectly. He knows exactly what Sherry's going to say down to the second. So the moment he swallows is the moment he starts talking. And that's why he's paid more. He also eats our earlier call. He also eats like a he also eats like a python. You ever you ever eat Johnny? Like the whole thing at once. His his jaw dislocates <laughs> and he puts in like thirty or forty triscuits. It's amazing. You can watch him move through them as the show progresses. <laughs> when we get back, <laughs> when we get back, Oregon officials have reported plague in a local resident. Which when I read this yesterday, I thought. What's the big deal? I grew up on a, a around farm. I grew up around farm animals, but I, I was blindsided. I, I couldn't. I believe guess this, this isn't common knowledge, but nope. I'm, I'm happy to share common knowledge with the people when we get back right after this. All right, so we've had to suffer for the last ten minutes as Jacob is over there eating his chicken. Which looked amazing. I'm done now. Right, but I was watching you eat your chicken. It was almost like watching like a like a caveman who had just hunted and killed a pheasant, and mm-hmm. you were hunched over and just putting it in your. It looked so amazing, Jacob. <laughs> and did Jacob yeah. offer? Did Jacob offer to share it with anybody in the class? No, not a bit. No, 
I've had a lot of wings over there, Jacob. Look like four. I didn't. That's not that many. Even if I give one, there are three be, people. And there's four only wings, two for me. Two thighs. Just saying. Yeah, it looked like you had another chunk of something in there. See, this is actually a longstanding. I, I, I've run into this with G. Scott, our another host in the building. Who? He, <laughs> <laughs> no, I love G. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> he, he's he's constantly demanding some almonds that I that I bring to work that yeah. he loves. Um, and sometimes I say no because I, you know, give the man me. some almonds. I do. He buys everybody times. food. What are you doing? <laughs> he, he bought every. He literally bought everybody <laughs> cheeseburgers true. like three weeks ago, and he was like, "Have at it!" And everybody was like, "Thanks, G." I, <laughs> the man is so generous with his time and with his with his riz. Do you and watch Friends, the TV show? All the time. Joey doesn't share food. Jacob doesn't. Jacob share food. doesn't share food. It's not hard to realize. It's people. just not every time. It's if I've got enough for everybody, I do share with. Them. I had four wings. I wanted to eat four wings. There's three people in the room, Jacob. <laughs> I'm not gonna... Well, then Andrew wants some. Mickey's going to be in on this. And then there's no wings for He's me. He's a growing boy. He needs his vitamins and his protein. Isn't that right, Andrew? You're <laughs> That's only... absolutely right. He's only 15 years old. That's right. Here, so have, gonna... have an almond. Yeah. We'll hold you, you know, tomorrow. You know, Jacob, only you can prevent child hunger worldwide. Uh-huh. And so... <laughs> I will say this. Oh. I was just, so I, I uh, I'm subscribed to this subreddit. I know we were going to talk about the bubonic plague. We but should because I, I had no idea. I know, but I think this thing. is super important. So okay. I was I was on the subreddit, and it's people who are dealing with poverty and finances at the same time. Because I was poor for many 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 right, years. Right. So I know how to help people and give them advice as to buy this, don't buy this. Okay. You know the number one mistake I see that people do when they're buying groceries and they're trying to budget their groceries. By prepackaged meals, prepackaged yeah, meats, yeah. pre-seasoned meats, pre—you know—we yeah. got baby back ribs with sweet baby rays on it. That's yeah. prepackaged and sealed. And I'm I'm thinking to myself, you buy your unseasoned meats every single time, and then they buy like the chopped salad bags that are five bucks, and I, you get a whole head of kale for two fifty instead of buying the chopped version of that and do it yourself. Right. But I learned all this from being uh, being poor for many, many years. And it surprises me how many people are not equipped to make these kinds of financial choices because they have an experience, which is a perfect segue into plague. Because okay, uh, being that I was poor for many, many, many years, uh, it, it was before I was poor. I you know I grew up around horses and livestock and all this other stuff. Right. It was I, I love horses. I love animals. A big animal guy. Uh, when I was a kid, oftentimes animals would get infected with all kinds of diseases, right? So, you, and you would often sometimes hear about somebody's cat came down with, or they were around, around rodents that were carrying plague, and it wasn't really that big of a deal, right? So, in my community where I grew up, a couple of times a year, maybe twice a year, somebody would get plague, and it was easily treatable, right? And this is back in like the nineties, it was right. a, okay. a non-issue, right? Uh, when I read this story, it's on ABC News, it's on CBS, it's on CNN, it's all over the place about this guy in Oregon who got plague from his kitty, which is not, it's rare that it happens where it jumps species like that, but it does happen. And when I read this, this is just fear pornography, because the real stats on this is it happens a couple of times a year in the United States. And a cu- these people often end up in the hospital and they get treated and then we all move on with our lives. It's really not that big of a deal. But when I look at the mainstream media covering this, it's like, oh, yeah, the plague, you know, that killed hundreds of thousands of people during the Middle Ages. Yeah, when people didn't wash their hands and wore the same clothes for 30 years in the bathroom in the street. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. I mean, like this is let's 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 be a little bit more realistic about this. You have to you have to go all the way down to the bottom of this article from ABC News that talks about how how many cases there are in uh, in Oregon regularly. This is the first case in five 
years. And because of that, but again, thousands of words have been written on this subject in this article, and they you have to go all the way down to the bottom to say, first one in five years. Well, for me, it was the first one in 500 years. I, I'm a city kid. <laughs> I, hadn't, I hadn't heard the words plague since it was on a test. It happens. About the Middle Ages. It I, I had no idea. Yeah, sometimes people just that get it. plague was so common among farm animals mm-hmm. and people who live and work on farms or live and work near farms. Mm-hmm. So is there any benefit to bringing this story to the public eye? Is you watch your cat if you live near a farm? Is I there, mean, if I, mean, I hope there's always a good reason for the news, not just to scare us. Right, but most of, the, most of these places, like on a dairy farm, most of the time they treat for for trying to keep the rodents away or trying to keep right. uh, any kind of varmint away from the livestock. And those so, folks know about this. They don't need this story. They, ABC, no, they CBS, don't. NBC. But for, for us, we're all like, ooh, plague, oh my God. That's what but, I did. Right, but if you look at the CDC, if you look at their data on this, happens a couple times a year. Usually happens in poorer rural places. People end up going to the hospital. They're fine 99% of the time. But we have this version of this in our brains of people dying in the street. You know what I mean? And so I just think that there needs to be a little bit more realism grounded into the news that we have as opposed to this fear narrative that gets thrown out at people. Because, again, it, it just seems as if this is when I when people say PSYOP. I think the real psyop when it comes to the news is the fear that we impose on ourselves because that's what sells. It's not some grand government conspiracy. It's what we want to see. And people are much more likely to click an article that says deadly case of the plague found for the first time in Oregon in over five years. As opposed right. to... They're trying to inform me. They're trying to get the ads in front of my face that alongside this story from the News Tribune about plague in Oregon. Right. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Jacob, you ever had a horrible illness before in your life? You ever have plague? Uh, no, no, just the, the, it, no, I just, I don't want to tell you the ones that I have had. Why? Oh, great. Why? It's embarrassing. It sells apparently. It's mostly it's like, uh, yeah, d- digestive <laughs> issues. Ooh, you see, you had a little bit of the old norovirus. <laughs> yeah, I had. I okay. Did, yeah, I mean, yeah. I feel like we can be open on this fine. I mean, I had. <laughs> From eating chicken wings three days after Super Bowl, <laughs> I'm assuming. chicken wings, right? chicken, I feel like. Unsafe, yeah. unclearly not, food. not learned anything from <laughs> right. the experience. Yeah. I feel like we could be honest with each other, Jacob, that if we eat food that was meant for a Super Bowl, Super Bowl party, we don't share it with other people. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm actually protecting all of you from the, the food <laughs> yeah, board yeah. illness. All right, Thank you. I'm going to take it all. Yeah, yeah, I'm taking it all what myself. Good, what a good guy. We'll take a really quick break when we get back. Oh, yeah, Travis Kelsey is in the news still because people are, this is just a weird conspiracy that people are writing. You know, because he bumped into Andy Reid on the sideline. Yeah, he, he lost his temper a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He lost his temper, and people are saying, aha, this is indicative of abuse. And I'm saying, ah, ah. I wouldn't go that much. Well, to your point about clickbait. Well, let's talk about it when we get back right after this. Yeah, that's right. Our digital exclusive content. Spike and I, at the end of every radio show, we go downstairs and we do even more work for no money because we love to make content. We have a bunch of stuff that we couldn't get to during the show mm-hmm. that we have to push off to the digital exclusive content where you can go and you can write comments and you can like and then I will delete the comments that I don't like <laughs> because my ego is very fragile and I don't take criticism well 
Spike, we always like to have a good time. We like to make fun of each other. Every time I listen to that Muckleshoot Casino Resort, mm-hmm. uh, it, the, it's such a great ad that you did. You're it's, kind. It's so because it's it's a it, just a great place to go and have a good time. You mm-hmm. list off all the food, mm-hmm. and then you say, and the food, and then I'm you like, go, oh, <laughs> I know, I know. I, 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 it's funny because I, I was reading the copy for the ad, and I went down and I said, oh, I'm sorry. They're like, no, no, no. It's a genuine reaction to how good the food is. We I love that. Say, oh. <laughs> There's just so many great things at Muggle Shoot, and the one thing that you that you were like, oh, I'm going to add a little bit of spin on this, is you go, and the food, ah. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just love can, that Can that so be much. the next spot is just you actually uh, it's, eating? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just the sounds you, it's a of the sounds you make while you're different, mm. consuming different Andrew, food. can you grab that really quick? Can you, can you grab when Spike, when Spike says, uh, he says, and the food, and then he goes, Ah, oh, ah! Oh, can yeah. you grab that part of the 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 muck, it's, from, it's from the Muckleshoot commercial. And I, yeah, right. I, I thank the Muckleshoot resort, a casino resort, for letting me be uh, be their this, spokesman. Was it in this last break here, no, it was in the it's the, yeah. it's, it's the endorsement spot that right. I've done. Right, and we're gonna go, we're gonna go do a live resort. appearance there. We are. We're gonna figure out what's gonna be best time to get in front of the best audience and the biggest audience. Down right, there. and so we're gonna go down, best we're gonna go have a good time because that's what people do at Muckleshoot. Yeah. But then the, the the funny, it just gets me every time. Can I, tell you, can I tell you a little monkey shoot story from this last weekend? Yeah, Our yeah, band yeah. played. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we're, it was the uh, Lunar New Year celebration at Muckle Shoot this weekend, and our band was in a completely unrelated thing. We'd already been booked to play a little show at their Galaxy Ballroom, as we always do every three, four months or so. And I'm I'm singing a song, and as I'm singing along, looking looking at the crowd, I can see this like sixty foot golden dragon being moved through the casino to celebrate. The New Year, yeah, and you right? were like, "Oh, I took too much LSD." Uh, so, so well, kind of like it's, it, just to check. Is anybody else seeing that? <laughs> and the just, food, oh, experience the best. There you go. That's it. Yeah, and that, and that sixty foot dragon, oh, just not the same. Can not you just same. isolate the ah? Uh, <laughs> Could you just isolate because that is that's the part that gets me every time whenever I, I hear that. And this is why I lost <laughs> the <laughs> and the food. Ah, oh, it's like. It's like was oh. there <laughs> <laughs> was there enough was that when you so when that came out was what, I reliving something were you reliving yes, something was. what were you reliving the firecracker roll really the sushi roll yeah buddy and oh you, yeah and you just in oh. what happened was you just felt the urge to then just oh was yeah. the <laughs> so, yeah. it's what, not fake I'm not that good an actor what I want is for that to be my phone text message. <laughs> Oh, when Spike texts or just everybody? Just when Spike texts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just when, I just want that. I just want that sweet, ah, every single time. So then if I get multiple texts from O'Neill, it's just one right after the other, right? It's such an interesting, like, it, the, the nonverbal communication that we have as human beings will never cease to fascinate me. In the same way that when Travis Kelsey was deeply upset at Andy Reid during the Super Bowl, he bumped into him. Now, I just heard about this. I didn't actually see it. Yeah. But I saw it uh, on YouTube. And I see Travis Kelsey, who, in my estimation, looks like he's about eight feet tall, probably not an ounce of body fat on him. Right. And then I see Andy Reid, who's about four feet tall. <laughs> Everybody like, else's body fat piled on to Andy Yeah, Reed. Andy Reid looking like just the living embodiment of a butterball chicken. You know what I mean? <laughs> just look like if you were yeah. to anthrop- if a gypsy was to curse one of those chickens to live as a man, it would be Andy <laughs> Reid. And so I see him shove Andy Reid, and my heart broke a little bit because I go, don't be mean to little Andy. That's not fair because yeah. it was a pretty hard shove. But then I guess the, the what's going on in the media now is people are saying that Travis Kelsey is a serial abuser 
in potentially when it comes to his relationship with Taylor Swift. Well, there, there's a letter to the editor, I guess it is. It's, mm. in, it's from the Tacoma News Tribune. And they felt, the, they felt it was worth publishing. And I'm not going to call out the, 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 the letter writer because um, it's just someone's opinion. And I've had various conversations with uh, my own kids and with other people. Opinions are just that, your opinion. You mm-hmm. can't tell somebody their opinion is wrong. It is their opinion. I gotta write they can that be down. Informed, right? I gotta write down that life lesson because I will just if someone has a wrong opinion in my presence, I will go ballistic. I, and I've got to I've got to work on that because I've done that all my whole my life. Yeah, but yeah. This one, anyone who has ever lived in an abusive relationship, boyfriend or girlfriend, notice that Travis Kelsey exposed his true self in that moment in the sideline. Do you think Murray. that he did or not so much? No, I think he got caught up in the in this. The Super Bowl is the culmination for a lot of guys. I mean, Kelsey's rare. He's been there three times. Okay. A lot of guys get there once and never get back. Mm. There's no guarantee you'll ever get back. You've worked your entire life, not just this season, your entire life. And Kelsey was bummed because he wasn't on the field and the guy, his backup, didn't make a play and it cost the team in this particular moment. And Kelsey kind of lost control mm-hmm. when it was coaching, kind of slammed into him a little bit and said, hey, don't take me out of the game. Put me back in the game. Right. That's, that doesn't mean he's an abuser. Right. I'm, I'm, oh. I'm no disrespect to the letter writer, but you're wrong. <laughs> oh. Thanks so much, you guys. Oh. No. This is oh. our escape. Guys. Wait, let me ask. Let me just throw this other. Hey, Spike, uh, what's the food like at Local Shoot Casino Resort? Oh. <laughs> Says it all. Right there. All right, A-plus, Andrew. He has an excellent drop. Nate Connors, oh. always at A-plus to you. Thank you. Uh, Jacob, thank you so much for filling in A-plus. Spike, I'll give you a solid C-plus today. Thanks, buddy. A solid C-plus? C+? <laughs> oh. Here's your quote. What's your name? Every third bolt goes in my pocket. Well, I mean, I'm that building was, a shuttle in my garage. Don't cheese my good times. 